Well, welcome everybody to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. I am Pastor Lucas Hillman, and I get to serve as the lead pastor at Grace Christian Fellowship in Largo, Florida. This is a weekly podcast discussing theology, scripture, and ideas in the local church to help you flourish in Christ. Thanks for joining us. This week we are continuing our series called Seeing Jesus, this being part three as we've dealt with the post-resurrection appearances of the Lord Jesus Christ after his resurrection that we recognized on Easter or Resurrection Sunday. The Bible tells that for at least 40 days uh, he was appearing to his disciples and to uh, his people in order to uh, vindicate his work on the cross, in order to uh, put uh, kind of a you know a stamp of finality, if you will, on his work, uh, that he conquered death, that he went down to the depths of death itself and came back uh, in physical form, uh, meaning that he uh, was an embodied person again. Uh, and, th- and that has many implications for us uh, as believers of what glory will be like, what heaven will be like. It is not some disembodied truth, but rather it's an embodied uh, reality um, that we will will be able to see, taste, touch uh, as Jesus demonstrated in his post-resurrection appearances. But there's one aspect of the uh, post-resurrection work of Jesus that sometimes can be neglected, and it's called the Ascension. And it comes from Luke chapter 24, and as well as other accounts, but this one will come out of Luke 24, verses 50 through 53. Luke records this, and he said, He led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, blessing God. So we have in the post-resurrection, one of the the last accounts of Jesus' earthly ministry, is him taking his disciples out to Bethany and blessing them, giving them a benediction, if you will, to say, like he uh, repeated in John 14, 15, and 16, that there is blessing with his departure and that his work is complete. The, uh, the, the work of redemption is now made, or rather put in stone or concrete. It is solidified. And Jesus' ascension, his, as verse uh, 51 will say, that he was carried up into heaven. And Acts chapter 1 also gives a little bit more context to what's happening in this, right? Uh, it will say that he was, again, lifted up into heaven, ascension, uh, and it is enveloped by a cloud. And again, we pointed out on Sunday that that is indeed um, a, a marker. A cloud is often associated with God's presence. So it's as if Jesus is returning to his place pre-incarnation to God's side, to rule and to reign with him again. But one of the big things that we pointed out on Sunday is all the benefits that come with this ascension. The fact, the notion, the truth that Jesus is no longer walking the earth, but is bodily in heaven 
on our behalf at the right hand of God the Father, ruling and reigning right now, uh, comes with benefits. It is not just a, uh, as we've said, it's not just a retirement party for Jesus. It was not just a logical conclusion to his life on earth, that the ascension itself is a doctrine. It actually has great importance for us, and it tells us more about who Jesus is and what his character is like and what his work is. And we'll, I want to point out just a few. We went over, I believe, seven or eight uh, on Sunday, but I have just a few that I want to just highlight. First is adoration, that if Jesus ascended, we will, again, I think as the disciples understood it, uh, they worshiped him. And that is uh, verse 52 of Luke 24. It will say, again, they believed he was the Messiah, the Son of God, God in the flesh, um, but again, at his departure, at his ascension, being carried back up into glory itself, they worshipped him. And again, that is an important aspect of what uh, the mission of Jesus is, is to reveal what God is like, and he is worthy of worship based on what God has revealed to us, because he's full of mercy, compassion, grace, and love. So therefore, he's worthy of adoration, worship. Second, and this is where we spent a good deal of time on Sundays, advocacy, meaning that Jesus now lives, according to Hebrews, to intercede for his people. He ascends to the right hand of the Father in order to intercede for us. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 will say, He is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So we have this truth. Hebrews is telling us that because he rose to God again, um, again, as he came from, so he returns to, that because he does so, having accomplished all that is required for redemption, and now freely bestows it upon those who, according to Hebrews chapter 7, draw near to God through him. It is through Jesus that we draw near. And if we go through Jesus, meaning we recognize there is no other way to receive forgiveness, salvation, entrance into God's presence than through Christ, and his, what he will identify as a narrow way, if we go through him, the, the promise is in Hebrews 7 that he always lives to make intercession for them. Well, who's them? Uh, well, it is God's people, those for whom God has died and paid the price of redemption that he came to do. He intercedes for them. We have an advocate, 1 John 2, 1 will say, that he now, if we sin, we get to draw near to God through our advocate, and he now pleads the blood of himself, really, over us. Again, by faith alone that we are able to draw near to God. And he now, again, welcomes us into the presence, not as one who reluctantly um, welcomes us, but rather advocates for us, intercedes for us, meaning that he is behind us because he has paid the full price, and he believes in what he's done, and he believes in the finality of it, he believes in the efficiency of it, uh, the sufficiency of it, all of these words we could use to describe fullness. Jesus has 
totally saved. And this is why, that's why I love what Hebrews 7 says, is that he's able to save to the uttermost. Uh, to the highest heights and the deepest depths, Jesus is able to save, and he now ever lives to intercede for his people. What a beautiful truth. And he gets to do so because of the ascension. He is in God's presence, the cloud, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, in his presence forever, only to intercede for his people, to say, the work I've done is now for these people. Receive our people on my behalf. That is what it means for God to intercede for us, that we have welcome, that we have somebody pleading our case, if you will, in the courtroom of heaven. But it's not a public attorney who doesn't know the facts of the case. It is a a friend, a trusted friend, who takes up our cause and actually is willing to pay the price so that we can go free. What a beautiful gospel that we have, that Jesus has ascended on high in order to bring redemption with him into glory. So again, the last thing we'll say about this, and I think it's important to say, we um, didn't hit on it too much on Sunday, but there are a few uh, psalms that help us interpret it, uh, the ascension and the meaning thereof. Because again, one of our interpretive principles for Scripture is that Scripture interprets Scripture, that we don't try to um, impose what we think it means, but if there are parts of Scripture that can shed light on what's happening, it's important to do so. And in Luke 24, Jesus actually interprets the Psalms uh, to say that they're all about Him. So I came across Psalm 68, verse 18, and it says, You ascended on high and leading a host of captives in your train and receiving gifts from among men, even among the rebellious, that the Lord God may dwell there. So Psalm 68 tells us of a truth, that he ascended on high, and I love what it says, leading a host of captives in your train. So you, again, it gives the picture of a military victory, of saying that there is uh, a, 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 a host of captives, uh, prisoners, people held against their will, And because he ascended on high, it says that he leads a host of captives behind him in his train. What a beautiful picture that because Jesus ascended into heaven to the right hand of the Father, he leads us in procession, those who were captive, into the presence of God where he now is. Wow, I love that, right? And and it's just a matter of Jesus, because Jesus ascended, we too shall ascend into God's presence. Now, not that we climb into heaven by our good works, not that we warrant heaven because we just don't sin as much as the next person, but it says that he leads us, he leads us, the host of captives, uh, into God's presence. What a beautiful truth. And I I would just love for you to meditate on that as I uh, have in the past few moments, that Jesus leads us into glory. And is a, a sure salvation. And by his blood, by his redemption, by his resurrection, and now by his ascension, he welcomes us into the presence of God, not only now, but one day, forever and ever. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Sermon podcast, a ministry of Grace Christian Fellowship in Largo, Florida. You can visit our website and find out more about our church at gracechristian.com. As well, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube.